Welcome to a life-transforming message from the Pottersview International Ministry. Our messages are heaven-breath, Holy Spirit-inspired, and destiny-changing for the transformation of individuals and society. As you listen, may you be blessed and positioned to take your place in life and be prepared for eternity. Thank you for another opportunity to be in your presence tonight. Father, I'm asking the Lord that for all your children present here tonight, their lives should never be the same. I'm asking that you meet with every single person at a point of need in the name of Jesus. I'm asking the Lord that even for us as individuals, you will transform our belief system tonight. And Father, you will will challenge us to a new level of living in the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise. Father, we give you adoration. In Jesus' name we pray. Can I hear a believing amen? Amen. Can I hear a believing amen? Amen. Look at someone very close to you and tell the person, thank God you are here tonight. The life of the Lord is the same. God bless you. Please can you be seated? Church, what can I 
What I bring to you that will transform your thinking and make you a different person. And now, this thing will affect not just only even you, your health, your mental, your emotional health, it will affect your finances, it will affect your relationship, it will affect your marriage. Many times I talk to people and they are married. And they talk to me, say, Pastor, if I had an opportunity, I would marry this person again. What should I do as a person? So I begin to vote, I say, oh, how can I help such a person? It has dawned on me that there's something you and I can, that the Holy Spirit can teach us, can open our eyes to. You understand? And once He opens our eyes to it, then we shall be fine. Tonight, I'm believing God that the Holy Spirit will help us in the name of Jesus. Yeah. There are too many Christian homes that are not happy for us. So how do we make it happy? You know why? Because if if you go to a home and the home is not happy, and both of them are Christians, would you want to be a Christian? You will think that that's how they are, two of us. You say, ah, this will always fight, you know. I don't want them, I don't want to be involved. I, I know two Christians, but they are pastors. They are always fighting. Would that be a good testament or testimony for Jesus Christ? Now, why should two people be in a relationship and they are always fighting? What can we do about that? So, put us with the what I call the emotion series. What I say? Emotions. The emotion series. Emotions is emotions. Emotions. Energy emotions. Praise the Lord. So, tonight, you know, Pastor Fenton doesn't like us starting the series of what is, uh, what is this? But we're starting on Wednesday today. I'm at grace of God. So, we'll just be teaching today because we're on Sunday. And for all the times that we'll have this call, we'll talk about emotions. Emotions. Is that okay? Let me tell you something. If I've got the power of emotions, let me ask you. You know you never buy anything out of logic. You buy things out of emotions. Praise the Lord. If you don't buy things out of emotions, there's nobody that will... Why would someone buy a shirt of 10,000 naira? He said, why would someone buy a shirt of 10,000 naira? He said, why would buy a shirt of 100,000 naira? What's the difference? It's not shit. Why would someone buy one of 100 and not buy one of 10? Huh? Policy. After a certain level, policy does not, is not really the benefit factor. You probably want to see that maybe a, a brand name is stamped upon it. Two of us. And when you now buy that brand name, you want people to see that brand. You say, okay, I'm wearing a Gucci. You understand? They are wearing a Gucci. And that Gucci, you don't need to get your validation for Gucci. Praise the Lord. Amen. But before you start abusing them, do you know that? I'm, I'm, let me now shock you. Do you know that majority of the people that buy a 200000 dollars phone that don't actually need that kind of phone? Yes. <laughs> they probably don't need anything more than a 10000 dollars phone. Because all the phone will do is what? Is to make a call, receive, send text, and share Instagram. Two of us. I mean, you don't, you don't even do more than that. So you most people don't do more than that on phones. Than WhatsApp, phones, Instagram. And the Twitter's not have to admit. But there's something inside of you that will say, ah, I cannot buy cheap things. 
I got, I will not buy 500,000 dollars food. Do you know that even the billionaires don't buy 500,000 dollars food, they buy 2,000 dollars food. As long as they can do the basic things that they want. So what's the difference? I found out that if I talk to people about emotions, I can talk to them, I can get how to spend their money. Many people are impulsive buyers. They buy things that they don't actually need to impress people that don't like them. Oh, oh Jesus. If you if someone likes you, you don't need to impress people with the buy two of us. Some of us. You don't need to impress the person. The person likes you. Who's your friend? Your friend is someone who knows anything about you and still likes you. But if you have to get someone to impress someone, then that person does not deserve to be impressed. Now, I want to talk to you about something that I say that has permitted the society. And I want the children of God to be different from them. And unless you do that, it cannot, your life, your life will be like other people's lives. Now, there are a lot of times I talk to people and they say, oh, I have emotional, uh, what do you call that now? Mental health issues. And I'm saying, I mean, for, and forgive me if you have chemical imbalance issues. But I'm saying that, what's better health issues? You are living something that is bad all the time. What would happen to you? You've been dreaming things that are bad now. So, drop, so instead of reading things that are bad, read your Bible. Why does that lead us to? Emotions. Now, before I open the Bible, before you think I'm not open the Bible, before I open the Bible, let me agree with you that every result of your life is always a function of actions you have taken. Two of us. Two of us. Every result is always a function of what? Actions. If you read for an exam, it's because of your actions you're taking. Two of us. So in life, every action, every result is always a function of action. But do you know what affects your actions most in life? Your emotions. So some people, some people wake up in the morning, they just open I just see people that. They are tired of life. They don't want anything to do about life any longer. They don't even take any action towards becoming better. Have you seen that before? Yes, you understand? So how do you help such a person? Are you, or someone who is excited about life, who is hopeful, who believes that tomorrow shall be okay, and what are they going to do? They're going to pursue life. By the grace of God, I want this emotional series to raise up men and women that can be wonderful husbands and wives in their houses. That people that are not under the influence of emotions or the emotions do not control them. I don't see people that be controlled by emotions. That if anything happens to them, they are pure emotions. You don't really want to be around those people, two of us. You want people who can manage and control what? Their emotions. Now, there's a process to doing that in life. And amazingly, I recognize that you can never be a spiritually mature person without being an emotionally mature person. So your ultimate test of spirituality is emotional maturity. So when you see people, you can see people with big titles in churches, apostles, pastors, and they're emotionally immature. But God will help all of us here and become mature people. And emotionally mature people will do what? We manage their homes well. 
Praise the Lord. Let me tell you something. Do you not take emotional maturity to forgive someone? When the person is wrong, true or false? It takes emotional maturity to look at a scene and take your eyes off it. How many of you, if, if uh, what's his name? Joseph. You don't remember Joseph in the Bible? You remember Joseph in the Bible? When his brother sold him to slavery, remember? The day you were not in power, you can kill and make a life where you are. And your brothers that sold you to slavery came. And you remember all the years in prison. What will you do? Yeah. Eh? What will you do? What will you do? Talk now. What would you do? Pay back. Emotional maturity will say, I will not pay back. Emotional maturity will say, What? I will not pay back. You know what Joseph said? He said, You know what Joseph said? He said, I will not. Am I in the place of God? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God help us in the name of Jesus. Amen. So the next time we talk about is that. So emotional maturity is very important. In Matthew chapter 15, let me just open the Bible. Let's follow everything we do. Matthew 15. Anyone can read from verse 1 to 20. Pastor that. If you can read to pass the test in exam, please pass the test. Matthew 15, 1 to 20. That's the Bible for today. Can share the mic, please? Some Pharisees and teachers of religious, religious laws now arrived from Jerusalem to see Jesus. They asked him, Why do your disciples disobey our age old tradition? For they ignore our tradition of ceremonial and worship before the Jesus replied, And why do you? By your tradition, violate the direct commandments of God. For instance, God says, honor your father and mother, and anyone who speaks disrespectfully of father or mother must be put to death. But you say it is all right for people to say to their parents, sorry, I can't help you, for I am vowed to give to good, to good what I would have given to you. In this way, you say they don't seem to honor their parents. And so you come to the word of God for the sake of your own tradition. You hypocrite. Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you. For he wrote, These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship is first, for they teach man-made ideas as God commands from God. As, as commands from God. Then Jesus called to the crowd to come and hear. Listen, he said. And try to understand. It is not what goes into your mouth that defiles you. You are defiled by the words that come out of your mouth. Then disciples came to him and asked, Do you realize you offended the Pharisees by what you just said? Jesus replied, Every plant not planted by my heavenly father will not be uprooted. So ignore them. They are blind, guided by leading, leading the blind. And if one blind person guides another, they will both fall into a ditch. Then Peter said to Jesus, explain to Paul the parable 
that says people are aren't defiled by what they eat. Don't you understand yet? Jesus asked. Anything you eat passes through the stomach and then goes into the spirit. But what you speak comes from the heart. That is what defiles you. For from for from the heart comes evil thoughts, murder, murder, adultery, all sexual immorality, theft, lying, and slander. These are what defile you. Eating with unwashed hands will never defile you. Praise the Lord. You know what happened in those, in, the, in those days? The Pharisees, God had given the commandment, the fifth commandment, that was the first commandment of promise. He said, you must honor your father and your mother. So of course. But you know what the Israelites used to do? But the Pharisees now give a rule. That rule now became the law of the land. That rule says that if I give everything I have to the, to the temple, as long as I'm alive, then what I have is that I can be used for me and my family. I will not give it to my father and my mother. Are you understanding me? With that, they were able to bypass the law of God. You know a lot of us try to bypass God's laws. True of us. So, the Pharisees who look for a way to bypass God's law. So instead of honoring their father and their mother, they would give everything they have to the temple. And as long as they are taking what they, from what they have to feed themselves and their family, which is required, don't need to honor their father and their mother. So Jesus wanted to go against it and told them. He said, now, you are, you are making the word of God of not effect by your traditions. So there are many traditions in life that drives us. And those traditions end up making the word of God not being effectual in the life of men. So, you now have a case where people who are believers, they marry, and they are virtually divorcing like unbelievers. You have a case where people who are supposed to be happy A way in which we survived things. 
Now, for me, let me tell you something. This life is full of a lot of challenges, so forth. But it's your ability to interpret those challenges in the light of Christ that will make you survive when challenges come. You know, for instance, if challenges come and you say, ah, I didn't see that kind of challenge for. And you begin to shout, you have actually lost the battle to it. But what does the Bible say? He said, Count it of all joy. When you call it what? Diverse tribulations. That for you know that all things will work together for your good. Now, it means one thing that it depends on who you are looking at during the time of tribulation that you will not be afraid. So, if I don't manage your emotional state, I cannot manage your anxieties, I cannot manage your worry, I cannot manage your greed, I cannot manage your fears, I cannot manage your jealousy, I cannot manage your comparison with one another, but I must manage the way you see things. So Jesus was saying that out of the heart, out of the heart, come at these things. So I want to believe that our heart and our emotion is a barometer for our spiritual state. Is a barometer. It tells us what our spiritual state is. So if you and I come together, we come to church, you understand? And something happens, do we become abusive? Praise the Lord. For instance, can someone say to any lady in this church that ah, a young lady, oh, I know a young lady in Portersville, I want to marry her. Every young lady in Portersville, they have emotional balance, they have emotional control. They are so steady emotionally. They are not under the winds. They are not under tribulation. It's not why the wind blows them that they go. Do you know that such a man can, such a woman will easily get a husband? Because you see what happens is that most times when men see, men, a lot of men have a lot of problems. You understand? By seeing problems. I mean, have you seen that joke that if you, if unless you grow up, you don't understand why your father used to sit down outside when everybody has gone to sleep. Your father will just say, outside, you don't be thinking, you don't say, where's all this? What would I get all this uh, solution from? You understand? Because everyone will sleep, you will be thinking about how to solve the problem. Now, I am asking you that men think like that. But what would someone would a man be looking at when he looks for a woman? He would be looking for a woman that will give him emotional balance. Because if he's afraid of, ah, would he balance in life? And somebody comes and says, ah, I want Brazilian head, I want food, I food. I want some sort of this, I want that, that. What would the next thing the girl would do? There was one skit I saw one day. There was one guy, one lady was walking with one for one guy. He was looking at the girl. The girl asked her, hey, excuse me, sir. He said, no, no, excuse me, I'm the running. The girl said, I run this. He said, I don't want trouble. So that's why you're just afraid of trouble. But, so, the question is, how can we raise up emotionally mature people? How can you and I be an emotionally mature person? Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 to 26. 24, let's read 22 to 24. Galatians chapter 5. Is there Against such, 
Who made Saul start someone? Anger, have you? It's anger. So we talk about those things. We talk about anger. We talk about greed. We talk about jealousy. How many of you are jealous of people? Do you know some people you understand it? That you can't tell people that they are doing well because you are afraid that they'll be jealous. Do you agree? Yes. Those, those are things that emotion. But should Christians be jealous? Answer me now. Are you jealous of anybody that you have No, sir. My mom is here. When I was growing up, and my friends would get a, a good job, and I didn't have a good job there. I would celebrate them. I used to think that when I also got a good job, my friends would celebrate me. And I just realized that the people I celebrated, the people who celebrate when I got also a good job. And I don't want to decide, like you want me to be on the ground, and you be on top. Where I was happy when you were going on top. But you Christians may have be jealous of people. No. Do you know that makes about it? I also know that some, some men are jealous of their wives. True or false? I can tell you. I'm not telling you that. I can tell you. Some men are jealous of their wives. And some wives are jealous of their husbands. Praise the Lord. You want me to tell you stories? As a pastor, you know, I will open up. When I open up, you best shops when I tell you stories. So, women, you should be happy that the money comes home, have you? If your wife is doing well, and your wife becomes CEO of, uh, what do you call it, um, of uh, Diamond Bank or SCM or whatever. All the benefits doesn't come to your house. Why are you jealous of her? So why are you jealous of her? There are siblings that are jealous of one another. They can even kill each other. And poison one another. And the people that you see why brothers we started. And I had some friends who had very big places. I said everybody's race is different. Two of us. If I copy you, I will fail because your results. Because your questions are different. The questions I got made to answer. It's not for my own answer questions. So I stop copying you. Why can't Christians be happy for them? When people come and give their story now, some of them are afraid to tell you the story so that you don't come and kidnap them. <laughs> Why? Why is the church such a place where you are afraid of people you think that are? People are. They must not know that God has blessed you. If they do God has blessed me now, Wahala will be. Anger, jealousy, bitterness, all those things that they all divide us. They divide relationships. They divide lives. And I do not want any life here to be devoured. Praise the Lord. Should I shock you? Emotions will make you keep God's word. And close your legs to be a woman and shut, raise up your your city to be a man. Do you know? You don't know how to manage your emotions well. It's not because somebody, if a girl comes and gives you free food, I call it free food, and you will not take it, and you think that it's okay. If you don't know how to manage your emotions, what will happen? You will keep going there. Abby? Answer me now. Yes, sir. 
Don't talk where I talk to us like you're not going to see. I don't see. Praise God. But I saw in Joseph's case, Joseph, you know Joseph? Potiphar's wife wanted her, wanted him to come and sleep with her. What did he say? He said, I cannot do this and sin against God. Or do you think that it wasn't an opportunity for Joseph? Your ability to manage your emotions well will make you not see any opportunity that comes your way. Because some opportunities will define your future. Will not allow you to be able to enter to where God is taking you to. And that's the reason why I, I am so concerned about this emotional series. That I said, look, you know what? If I can't give God, oh, <coughs> if God can raise up emotionally mature people in Potter's Girl, emotionally mature people, if your wife does something that is wrong, you can overlook her. Not talk for five hours. Two of us. Happy. When you see two happy people in the home, it's not that they don't they don't they don't uh, they don't they don't do things against each other. But they're just too good forgivers, that's all. People who have made up their minds to forgive one another. Not count errors, not to look at anything that someone has done that is bad. Oh you hurt me, you hurt me, I can't talk to you today. I can't talk to you today. You hurt me, not me. Ah, is that what I'm going to do for the rest of my life? That someone steps on you does not mean that the person hates you. It could just be a mistake. And you forgive the person. I say this because what are the things that are stopping marriages from, from doing well? It's emotional, emotional issues, relationships. You understand? They are all they are all other other uh, what do you call it now? Other great uh, attack. I am I'm, I'm not happy to see very few Christians are enjoying their lives and their marriages. And the truth about it too is that very few Christians too are not emotional, even financially. How many of you know that one of the greatest ways to be financially independent is to ensure that you don't buy things that you want, you only buy things that you need? It's emotional stability that will make you buy only things that you need. Praise the Lord. Let me show you. I had two friends in one of my former churches. One of them was a driver that was earning 16,000 naira. One of them had a driver earning 16,000 naira. The other was a bank manager earning about 750k per month. The bank manager did not have a house and land in the house. The one earning 16,000 naira had a land and a house. What do you think happened? Because it's emotional instability that will buy the things that you should say no to normally. And nobody can be financially secured if you don't manage your emotions. Your ability to say no. When things come, you don't want to say no. A girl comes, a man comes, you say no. Opportunity comes to sin against God, you say no. Jesus Christ, when Jesus Christ got to Calvary, what did he say? He said, not my will. Said no. When he wanted to make him a king, what did he say? No. You can't say no if you're not an emotionally stable person. And that's the reason why we come. That's why we're going to do this emotional series for all this time. 
you know every rich person is buying faster than emotions? Do you know? Hello, sir. Do you know? Every great person in the Bible master their emotions. Every great person in the Bible master their own emotions. Every great person in the Bible master their emotions. Do you know that when David wanted to go and meet, uh, when wanted David wanted to go and meet uh, King Saul, his brother said, "Who are you?" And they're looking for. Said, Is this kind of your person they're looking for? You that you are in the wilderness. Are you looking for someone like you? The Bible said he did not answer them. He ignored them. He went straight. Do you know that a lot of you will fight emotional battles like you ought not to fight that will stop you from going to the place of destiny? Because on the road to destiny, Satan will give you emotional battles that you don't need. And that will keep you on the ground. So we need to kill, we need to get control of the emotional battles. David looked at it and ignored it. He not their brothers. He not his brothers. He didn't fight them. Because fighting Goliath, they're fighting his brothers, had no reward. If he killed his brother, what was the reward? Nothing. But if he killed Goliath, he had a reward. He would never pay tax for the rest of his life. He would have the king's daughter as his wife. It's emotional stability or maturity that allows you to choose the battles you will fight in life. It's not every battle that you will fight. You will just choose which one you will fight. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You will not fight simply battles. But you can't fight simply battles that win and have energy to fight battles outside. You understand? That's the reason why emotionally mature men, when their wife is calling, is looking for trouble, they say, you know, I, anything you want to take, I give that, that's anything you are right. When you see men that are, when you know they are going somewhere in their life, they can't fight their, their wives. <laughs> because their wife will just drain them of all energy. Yes, and so, when the wife says, they say yes. But there's anything you say is right. I learned very early in life that the ability to understand women is what makes a man. Mm-hmm. We'll continue next week. Okay. Yes, sir. So, but you see, on Wednesdays, we'll be looking at. Um, our, my next week, I'll talk, talk, talk about greed and, and uh, what do you call it? And, um, and anger. Amen. Okay. What I talk to you talk about greed and anger. How many of you like greedy people? How many of you like greedy people? Well, if how many of you are the greedy people to others? Anybody who comes in contact with us will meet emotionally matured and strong people because we have the ability to choose our battles. We will not fight every battle. Every battle that there's no reward, we will not need to fight it. Is that okay? Is that okay? Yes, sir. Have you been blessed tonight? Yes, sir. How many of you are enslaved by any habit? Look unto God tonight and ask that we deliver coming over you. I believe in God that tonight there will be deliverance. Another deliverance. It may be habit, it may be, it may be, it may be habit that has cost you so much money. I've seen, I've seen, I've seen gambling waste lives, destroy destinies. I've seen, I've seen alcohol destroy people.
that is destroying you. It may be pornography. Can you ask God tonight for deliverance? Say, Father, I come into your presence tonight. And I will just pray along with you. Oh, it may be sex. Immoral sex. That may be happy that you are going to be able to pray. It may be masturbation. There's deliverance in the house tonight. blessed with this message. For more of such life-transforming and destiny-impacting messages, follow us on all of our social media handles on Facebook and YouTube, Pottersville. On Instagram, the Pottersville Church. Thank you and God bless you.